A little boy went to see his favorite aunt, and when he arrived, his aunt asked him what he wanted to do. He said, well, I love, I love your pancakes. And when we have pancakes at home, I only get to eat three. And while I'm here at your house, I want to eat as many pancakes as I can eat. The next morning, the boy's dear aunt began to pile the pancakes on his plate. The little guy just kept eating and eating and eating the pancakes as fast as he could. How many of you have done that? Some of you have. By the time he had eaten his 10th pancake, his pace had slowed down considerably. In the, middle, in the middle of eating his 11th pancake, the boy came to an abrupt stop. His aunt said, are you ready for some more pancakes? With a pained expression on his face, the boy looked up at his aunt and said, oh no, oh no, I don't want any more. In fact, I don't even want the pancakes I've already eaten. <laughs> the little boy learned a very important lesson that day. One man landed a job painting the yellow line down the center of the highway. I'm sure sometimes you've wondered how those lines get painted, don't you? This man got this job painting the yellow line down the center of the highway. And this, this for some reason, reason, he had to do by hand. So he had to do it by hand. After three days, the foreman complained. Yeah, the foreman complained about his work. And the foreman said to this new worker, he said, your first day out, you did great. You painted, you painted the line for three miles. Your second day wasn't bad. You painted two miles. But today, you painted only one mile, so it looks like I'm going to have to fire you. You only painted one mile. On his way out of the office, the employee looked back and said to the foreman, he said, well, it's not my fault. Every day I got farther from the paint can. that painting the yellow line worker had not learned a very important lesson, which was, of course, to bring the paint can with him as he moved along the highway. We all have to learn lessons along this journey, don't we? And 
In two previous messages, we learned some very important lessons from the poor widow recorded in the Bible. Today, we've got some lessons to learn from another individual whose name is Simeon. And so I invite you to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, chapter 2, at verse 25, And let me just say, I know some of you will say, Pastor Nick, you didn't get into all of this story. You didn't get into all the details, and I know that very well. But if I got into all the details, we would be here until the concert tonight, which is not what what most of you would want. All right? So look at Luke 2, And I want to invite and welcome our radio listeners as they join us for this message. Luke 2, chapter 2, verse 25 says, At that time, and this was was basically shortly after our Lord Jesus was born and he was taken to the temple. And verse 25 says, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God. Let's pause right there. The first lesson that I want us to discover from this part of God's Holy Bible is this. First lesson is, God knows your address no matter where you are. He knows your address no matter where you are. This truth came to my mind from the fact that verse 25 says, At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. Think about it. In the first century, as is the case today, by the way, those of you who were on the Holy Land journey probably realized what a large, magnificent city Jerusalem is. But in that first century, Jerusalem was also quite a large city. But that did not mean that Simeon was forgotten or overlooked by God. Not not one bit. God knew there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. And today, God knows that you and you and you and you up in the balcony, God knows that you live in the greater Toronto area And he sees you, he knows your number, he knows your location, and he has not forgotten you, just as he had not forgotten Simeon. Simeon was important to the Lord, and so are you. We actually don't know a great deal about Simeon. The Bible verses we read, in fact, do not tell us, they don't tell us that he was that he was in any special or in any particular position. For example, the Bible doesn't say, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Pastor Lisa, but the Bible doesn't say that Simeon was a priest. 
Usually if someone was a, a priest or a scribe or in some religious position, usually the Bible tells us. Most likely, Simeon was a layperson. And every church, every church needs wonderful lay people like Simeon, as well as a few clergy. And by the way, the name Simeon was fairly common in, in biblical times, and so when you come across the name in other places in the Bible, it probably isn't talking about the same person, just in case you're wondering. Sometimes when and if you feel like a nobody in a big city like Toronto, remember that God sees you as a somebody. He knows your address. God knows your number. In fact, he knows your social insurance number. <laughs> God knows your address no matter who you are. Amen? There's a second lesson that struck me as I reflected upon Simeon, and it is this. Number two, be a person of character. Be a person of character. The second half of verse 25 says that he, Simeon, was righteous and devout. He was righteous and devout. What does it mean to be righteous? Well, it primarily means two things. It means, to begin with, that we have a right relationship with God. Simeon had a right relationship with the Lord. How can you and I have that right relationship? Well, elsewhere in the Bible, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 tells us how we are how we are to have that right relationship, for it says, therefore, since we have been made right, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. We have peace with God. We have a right relationship with God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for your sins and mine so we can have a right relationship with God Almighty. And my friends, today I invite you to put your faith in, in what Jesus Christ has done for you and for me, and that is he paid the full price for your sins and mine. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus, we have peace with God, and we are declared, we're declared, the Bible says, righteous. Now, to be righteous also means that we have thinking, that we are, we are thinking and living right. We are thinking and living right. You can see that on the big screen. And that means you and I Live life wanting to please the Lord. We live life determined to carry out a Bible verse like 1 John 2, 1, which says 
My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. And so the question is, are you, am I, are we, are you thinking and living right? It's a part of what it means to be righteous. Think again about what verse 25 says. It says he was righteous, that is Simeon. Simeon was righteous and devout. What does it mean to be devout? Well, most of you know, it means to be devoted, devoted, totally committed to God. That was Simeon. That was Simeon. Can the same can the same be said of you and of me? Are we totally devoted to God Almighty? First Chronicles in the Bible, chapter 22, verse 19 says this. It says, now devote your heart and soul to seeking the Lord your God. Devote your heart and soul to seeking God. Are you devoted fully to seeking the Lord? When we are righteous and devoted to the Lord, the Lord empowers us to become a person of character. He is the one who makes us and molds us and turns us into the kind of person he wants us to be. Amen? There's a third truth that we learn from Simeon here, and it is this. Long for the Messiah to do what no one else can do. Look at verse 25 again. It says, at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. He was waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Now stick with me on this. In reality, at the time of Jesus' birth, times were very tough in Israel. Israel had lost political independence and cruel King Herod ruled Israel. Simeon and many others were eagerly looking. They were eagerly looking for a Messiah, someone to become a great political leader who would free Israel from Roman rule and chaos. Did Simeon at all think of Jesus as a spiritual deliverer, Messiah? The more I reflect upon this story, I I, I believe he did, but only God knows for sure. What I do know, what I do know is Jesus is the Messiah who came to free us, not so much from political turmoil, but he came to free us from the consequences of our sins by paying the price for our sins through his death on the cross of Calvary. Amen? I want to say to us, 
Let us long. Let us long for the Messiah, Jesus, to do what no one else can do for you, and that is, as the apostle puts it in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he says, I am the worst of them all. Put your faith in Jesus and know that you are saved. Amen? Amen? Let it be so. There's a fourth very important truth for us to uncover, and it is this. Lessons from Simeon. Seek to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. This truth comes across to us from verses 25, 26, and 27. To begin with, to begin with, we need to hunger for the Holy Spirit to be upon you and me. We need to hunger. In verse 25, it says, the latter part says, the Holy Spirit was upon him. And you and I, you and I need to say, Lord, Lord, I need, I need your Holy Spirit upon me and in me. I need your Holy Spirit, Lord, to work in and through me. I cry out to you, Lord, for your spirit to be at work in me. Amen? Hunger for the Holy Spirit to be upon you on a day-to-day basis. Let it be so. Let it be so. But as well, as well, let us hunger for the Holy Spirit to give you and me some, some special, special spiritual experiences. I want you to notice the unique experience the Spirit of the Lord gave to Simeon in verse, in verse 26. It says, the Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. For whatever reasons, this, this was very important this was very important to, to, to Simeon. And so the Bible says the Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That, that for Simeon would have been a very special experience. And it is my wish and my prayer, my friends, whether you are a man or a woman, a young person or a child, it is, it is my, my earnest desire that you and I would experience some special moments, some unique times with the Spirit of the living God. And so I invite you to be open, whether it's here in, in a Sunday church service like this, or whether it's when you're, when you're driving, or whether when it's you're just praying on your own, or you're reading the Bible on your own, I want to encourage you to be open, open to the work and the touch of God's Holy Spirit. Are you with me now? Amen. There are many times that you and I need to pause and say, Lord, Lord, I am open to your Holy Spirit. 
I am, I am open to you, Lord. What do you want me to know, to experience, to feel, to act upon, to be encouraged by, to be corrected by? Amen? Amen? Let us also hunger for the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us. This happened with Simeon in verse 27. It says, that day the Spirit led him to the temple. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there and he took the child in his arms and praised God. Hunger for the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us, my friends. What might be some ways in which you and I would want God's Spirit to lead us? Well, may he lead us to witness to witness, to share with someone our faith and trust in Jesus. May he lead us to witness about his love, his everlasting love for each person that is so precious. May, may he keep us, keep us out of a situation which can be unnecessarily dangerous. Holy Spirit, lead your people in such a way to keep you out of dangerous, unnecessarily dangerous situations. May he lead us in ways so that we make, we make the right choices and the right decisions for the right reasons. Sometimes making the, the wrong choices, the bad choices, can have consequences not only, not only for a, a, a few minutes or hours or days, sometimes those, those consequences can be for an awful long time. And so you need and we need for our children and our young people, for us as adults to hunger for the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us. Amen? Amen? When we have a mortgage fund pledge as we currently have, the Holy Spirit can lead you as to what your monthly pledge can and should be. How do I know that? I know that because I've sought the Lord's direction in this whole matter for years and years. Actually, since I started pastoring here in 1981, I know that the Holy Spirit leads and guides Sometimes he leads and guides us in, in, in definite figures, in definite figures. Sometimes he leads us and guides us in more general ways. But whatever it is, you and I need to seek his guidance. Amen? We're still talking about hungering for the Holy Spirit to lead and direct. If you are single, if you're single and interested in getting married, Hunger for the Holy Spirit to direct you to the right man, the right woman. Don't just want to get married for the sake of getting married. 
No, it has to be the right person, the right man or the right woman. Right? If he is not the right man for you girls, run, run. (laughs) Guys, if she isn't the right woman for you, run, 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 run. (laughs) Amen. She'll not only take your money, she'll take your, what else? Your car, (laughs) that one says. <laughs> peace, ladies, peace, peace, peace. <laughs> uh, peace. <laughs> okay? If you are looking for a job, and some of you are, if you're looking for a job, keep looking, do your part, and trust in the Holy Spirit to direct you to the right job, the right opportunity. If you're thinking of buying a car or or a house, again, commit it into the hands of the Lord and and pray for the Lord's guidance, the Lord's direction. Don't leave it just up to yourself. Don't leave it up just to your realtor, as good as he or she might be. Involve the Lord Almighty by his spirit in your decision making. Amen? And beloved, when you and I seek for the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us, think about this, you never, you never know what kinds of blessings you might experience. Stick with me. For example, the Spirit led Simon to the temple at just the right time the same time when Mary and Joseph went to the temple. The Spirit led him to be there just at the time when Joseph and Mary were there with Jesus. In doing so, in doing so, Simeon had the privilege of holding baby Jesus in his arms. He was at the right place at the right time. Got it? Got it? Back in the 1990s, we were praying. We were praying and looking for a church building site where we could construct a larger place of worship than we had before. Many of you will remember this. We were constantly praying for the Lord to lead and direct us. Because land was and is so expensive in Toronto, we had a hard time. We had a hard time seeing how we could ever buy a piece of property that was much that was much larger than three acres. That's what we thought. But we kept praying. And the Lord directed us. The Lord directed us. And in October of 1998, we took ownership of these eight acres, of these eight acres of prime real estate land just off of Highway 401. Eight acres. We were hopeful to get three acres. 
And very soon, very soon after we bought this land and took possession of it, we had an unsolicited, an unsolicited offer for twice what we paid for it. I had to I had to personally repeatedly tell the realtor we are not selling it. I said to her we are not selling it. The realtor kept saying to me, "But Pastor Nick, you would be doubling your money overnight without doing anything." And I said to her, we have prayed for this church property for six years. We have looked for this church property for six years. We are not going to sell this church property that the Lord has directed us to. And she finally got the message and stopped phoning me to beg me for us to sell this property. And for those of you who have no clue what an acre of land costs in Toronto, call up your nearby realtor and ask him or her what it would cost you to buy eight acres of land anywhere in metropolitan Toronto. What am I saying? What am I saying? I'm saying when you and I seek for the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us on a personal level and on a church level, you never know. You never know what kinds of blessings you will experience. You never know. And so, my friends, I encourage you I encourage all of us to truly seek. Seek to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. To hunger for the Spirit of God to be upon you and with you. To hunger for the Holy Spirit to give you and me some special spiritual experiences to hunger for the Holy Spirit, to lead and direct us. And I know for sure that one of the things the Spirit of God wants to do is to lead and direct you to come to a point of repentance of your sins, to seek the Lord's forgiveness for your sins, to believe that Jesus, the Son of God, died on the cross to pay the price for your sins. And for you to say, Lord, I dedicate my life, I dedicate my heart to you. I give you all that I am. I want to become like Simeon, righteous and devout, devout, let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the beautiful lessons that we uncover from your servant Simeon. And Lord, like him, I pray that you would help all of us in this sanctuary and that you would help radio listeners to choose to truly become righteous 
and devout. Devoted wholly, totally to you. That is our prayer. Oh, Lord, let it happen. Let it happen with each one of us for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand, my friends? Would you stand?